All right, welcome everybody to the Fit Union Teams Leadership Call. Jeff Armbruster here along with, where you at, Buck? Right here. Jason Diebold out there in Santa Monica. We are bringing you our week before Thanksgiving edition of our Leadership Call. I uh, hope you guys are gearing up for Thanksgiving, but it's no time to rest yet. We've got seven more days before Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll give you a little time off on that day, and we're going to keep going strong with the Feeding America um, campaign going on right now. Jeff Hill is going to talk a little bit about that here shortly. Uh, but we are just about, if not there, Jeff might even have more recent news, about ha- uh, a little bit more than half a long way, and we've got a long way to go. So we definitely want to keep pushing that, guys. It's such a great cause. Um, you know, there's gift cards out there for everybody, but the, the best part about it is is we get the opportunity to help families around this country uh, have a little bit better Thanksgiving, have a little bit better Christmas, have a little bit better meals at their dinner table, and we get to give back. So that Feeding America campaign is so crucial. You guys see us talk about it in the team pages, and let's keep pushing that. Um, once again, like I said, we are about one week away from Thanksgiving, and we are closing in at the end of the year. This is the time, guys. We talked about this on our Zoom call the other night for our Coach Basics group. But this is the time that you guys want to gear everything up for 2014, January, February, March, April, busiest month of the year, busiest quarter of the year. And what you do right now in these next five to six weeks is going to set up how great of a time you have. Um, another big announcement, because we're not going to be here next week to remind everybody, and you guys already should know about this and should be talking about it, we got P90X3 coming out on December 10th. I know I have started a full launch campaign on my Facebook, my, uh, when I say Facebook, my um, team, pay, or team pages, my in, you know, uh, personal page, as well as my um, fan page, Instagram. I've been talking about it quite a bit. Uh, get that out there. You know, we talk about your personal page should be about 80% your life, 20, 20, 30% your fitness and beach body, use that 20, 30% right now and talk about P90X3. Get it out there. I know um, I can remember, Jason, you probably remember it too, a couple years ago when P90X2 launched, one of my biggest checks of the year. And I'm guessing that P90X3 is going to do the same thing. T25 done that for us this past June, uh, July time frame, and I know that P90X3 is going to do the same thing, if not more, than P90X2. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, um, you know, Jeff Hill definitely could speak on this a little bit more later, but I think Beachbody designs it so that, you know, we have a big product launch right around here at the end of the year here. And so uh, P90X has been lined up for a long time. And, you know, everybody likes those big checks around uh, Christmas time. But better yet, like, continue the P90X saga. There's so many Power 90 fans, P90X fans, and now we can jump onto P90X3, get that workout in 30 minutes. Uh, you know, the business is going to boom here for all of December, so be ready. Absolutely, guys. That is going to be such a great way to spend your winter months with Tony Horton. I know for me, Power 90 and P90X was really what changed um, you know, my life forever in regards to Tony's programs and how I look at fitness. And I know for a fact that um, I'm going to love P90X3 just like I love P90X2. Jason and I got a preview of three of the workouts at Leadership Tony put us through. And, um, you know, it's going to be special. It's going to be fun. I think, what did I hear, 20 workouts, Jeff and Jason, I think are going to be in P90X3 uh, in a different um, roundabout way and different configurations, you know, but it's going to be a fun, fun program. Uh, Jason, any other announcements you want to make before we turn over to our guest speaker? No, I don't want to take any time away from Jeff. Uh, Great guy to have on the call. He's, you know, intimately familiar with everything that's going on and coming on. 
coming up with uh, Beachbody, so we can have a better um, representative from the executive team to be here. So I want to give them all the time in the world to give us all the corporate secrets. Absolutely, guys. Jeff Hill, Senior Vice President with Beachbody. Um, you know, proud to have him as a colleague in a, in a, in a, you know, in this journey with Beachbody, but I'm even more proud to call him a friend. Jason, or, you know, Jason, I would agree that Jeff's been out to Michigan to help us out with our game plan events. You know, he's been out here for game plan training, um, hires great people, and just a great, great guy. Somebody that I really, you know, admire, someone that I look up to, and every time we get together, we're razzing and teasing each other. So, such a good guy. Jeff Hill, I'm going to turn it over to you, buddy. All right. Hey, guys. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Puck. It's good to be on this call, and I appreciate, uh, you know, you've you've taken the leap to let me be on one of your calls. I mean, you guys are gutsy as as all get out. But you know what? Um, It's a pleasure for me to be able to just share a few, some thoughts, give a little bit of peek behind the curtain, so to speak, as well. Um, But, you know, this has been an absolutely phenomenal year. Uh, You know, Jeff talked a little bit earlier about defeating America. Um, I don't know exactly where we are today. We do, we do updates every other day. Tomorrow we'll get, a, we'll get a, an idea of where we are, and then, of course, again on Monday. But my guess is by Monday we'll be very close to having generated over two, or very, very close to two and a half million meals. Now, you know, you, you almost have to slow down, pause, and, and say that number. And when you think about it, what you have cumulatively done uh, for people who can't feed themselves, for kids, uh, you know, single moms, single dads, uh, kids that may not have families, that we are providing them meals. And I just look at that number, two and a half million, and I, I'm honestly, I'm kind of awestruck uh, that, that's, uh, that that's what we're, we're, we're behind right now. When I say behind, that's what we're driving. And so just, you know, guys, Thank you so much. Uh, you'll never get a thanks from, from some of these people, I don't imagine, but, but uh, just know what you're doing. And, and, you know, like Jeffrey said as well, the month isn't over. And uh, just because Thanksgiving comes and goes, the biggest meal of the entire year for most of us, um, you know, the, the, the opportunity to provide continues on well beyond that into the end of the you know, through the end of the month when we're going to be providing this to Feeding America. So, you know what, make that a mission. It, it, reach out. Make it a goal. Use it, use it to drive. Reach out to those other people in your organization. And, um, you know, don't let up. I mean, a lot of times people say, hey, it's time to take the foot off the, off the gas a little bit because it, it's Thanksgiving. On the other hand, this is, there's never been a more opportune time. Because you're, you're seeing family, you're seeing friends, and yeah, maybe all of your family uh, has heard your story, but maybe they know somebody who knows somebody uh, who needs what we have and, and can make a difference. And, and this operates, uh, you know, offers a new, a new piece to talk about. So anyway, uh, enough about that. I know you're hearing a lot. X3, uh, it's going to be a phenomenal program. It's going to be priced similarly to our other packs. Uh, 205. We're going. You'll see that we're going to have a, uh, you know, a discount on that as we introduce that. So that'll be great as well. Uh, you know, roughly 30-minute workout. So it's going to follow follow the model of of, uh, of of T25, which I think if you've done that program, uh, it's you know, it's a it, it's a great program. It's a change up, and we all need change ups. And I think just 
you know, a lot of times you'll be doing the same, the same thing, but you're doing that in different ways. And, you know, one of the things that I was really excited about is they were measuring just the body fat percentage of loss on the trial groups, the test groups. You know, it was significant. And, of course, that's a combination of, it's a combination of, of the nutrition and it's a combination of, of fitness. But this really gives you an opportunity, uh, as Jeff and, 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 and Jason also said, is, you know, this is a great thing to be uh, offering in December uh, because it drives volume up, that drives checks up, uh, it gets fitness in people's hands to start their New Year's resolutions, the New Year's goals at the beginning of the year. So uh, it's extremely well positioned. And, you know, you can sit back and you can say, hey, this is, you know, whatever, this this will be cool, let's do what it does, let's see how good the program is. You know, the rewards go to those people that make decisions and act on it. And so my challenge to you is as you as you that you prepare for this and that you create specific goals and specific plans around that and the rewards follow those kinds of things and doors will open and uh, I, I, I've just seen it too many times. So anyway, wrap your minds, wrap your minds around that. You know, I wanted. Hey, Jeff, are you on the line still, or have you hung up already and, and started to watch um, The Voice or something? <laughs> no, I'm here. here. Here, I'm taking some notes. You're taking some notes, okay? I, I, if it's okay, I wanted. My understanding is we've got some of your leaders on this line, and I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about um, just some attributes of leadership. But that'd be okay if I did that for a couple of minutes. Jeff, the mic's yours, and you are correct. We have a lot of leaders from. Um, from all different teams here within within our group, so go for it. Okay, I, you know, I, I was looking through a bunch of my notes, and I was looking at things, you know, of the pieces that had inspired me over this last year, and you know, the gut thinking got me thinking differently about me and about my role, and my role as a leader, you know, and, and it's a leader of myself, Jeff Hill. It's a leader of the sales team. It's a leader within Team Beachbody. It's a leader of the family, a leader within the community. And I had an opportunity early this spring to go to a, a Video Plus Success University uh, event in Dallas. And a, a guy by the name of John Addison, who is the CEO of Primerica, was there. And he's this good old Southern boy, uh, self-deprecating, just, just you know, kind of an aw shucks type of a guy. But you know that he's got underneath that aw shucksness, there is this powerful, just this, this, this driver to the core um, that, that has created great results. And, and he had an opportunity to talk to us, and he, and he said, you know, I'm just going to share with you some, some steps that I've seen as I, that I grapple with, you know, as a leader of a billion-dollar company, and I've seen a lot of people, things that I grapple with every day that I've learned that make great leaders. And so um, I want to share, and what I've done is I've taken a mix of what he's done, and I've added some of my own, my own spice to that, if you will. Um, but, you know, it was so, – so just take some notes. There's five areas of focus. Of, of being a great leader and see how these apply to you. And my challenge to you is at the end of this call that you'll sit down on the edge of your bed, you'll find some private time, and you'll say, how am I going to increase my leadership quotient? How am I going to become a better leader? Because I have an opportunity to create some greatness here. How am I going to do that? And you know this, I know this, you can only lead to the level that you've personally achieved. You can't lead beyond that. You can't lead your people beyond that. They will step above you. So you have to continually raise your personal leadership bar if you're going to become a, a better leader. And some of these pieces may surprise you um, because they seem very, very simple. 
But the first thing you need to realize is that you have to you are the CEO of your own life. You are the chief executive officer. You're the chief energy officer. You're not the chief excuse officer. You're those other two. So here's here's where we jumped off on this. Um, as we got going on this, he said, here's the first thing that I have to do on a daily basis as a leader. I have to recognize and I have to manage my fears every single day. Now, note that what I didn't say was that you need to eliminate your fear. You need to manage your fears. And he shared, and I feel the same way in my role. Every single day, I wake up feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm incompetent, that I'm not adding enough value, that I need to do more. And the reality is, guys, is that, you know what? In our own specific way, we're all our we're all basket cases, right? You know, we all have those alligators in the stomachs, the monkeys on the back. We're nut cases in our own right. But you know what? We have our fears, but we have the opportunity to manage what those fears are. You know, put that into perspective. All of us come into this world different. We all come in with our different talents. We all come in with our own gifts, our own weaknesses, our families, our challenges. And this is about your life. It's about your race. And all I would want you to do as a leader is that you're moving forward and that you're really tapping into your potential. And, you know, yes, what we tend to do is we benchmark against other people. And that's oftentimes great to do. But what you can't do is measure your individual personal success by others all the time because it is your own race. You have to move uh, and, and pull the best out of yourself. And in order to do that, you do have to recognize and manage what those fears are in your business and realize this is your own right, your own race. Put them on a piece of paper, look at what they are, and then manage those, whatever it takes to do. Point two is create a peaceful core. And I thought, you know, when I listened to him say that, I thought, that's like way soft, okay, kind of gushy, kind of soft, fuzzy stuff, right? I tend to be kind of a soft, fuzzy guy, so I related, but I thought that's pretty soft. But here's the reality of this. As a leader, when you are at peace, you create power, okay? You create power. And have you ever been around one of those guys, one of those leaders? You go, there is something about them, and you just sense them. Well, and, and you go, what is that? These guys, there's a power about them. I'd suggest to you it's because they are peaceful at the core. They know who they are. What creates that kind of peace? What creates peace is that you know who you are. You know what you stand for. You know who you are becoming. You know that you are aligned. Your actions are aligned with your core values. You know, you ask yourself, does your conscious, conscience approve of your conduct? Are you living with integrity? If you have aligned your life, your actions, with what your core values are, with who you want to become, you will be peaceful at the core. And when you are peaceful at the core, there is a power that people are drawn to. And as a leader, in order to lead others, you have to have, I don't necessarily like the word power, but that influence that lets you have people drawn to you, that pulls people, because they know there is something that is integrous about who you are. And people want to be around people that are like that. And if you're a leader, you will generate a peace in your life that creates a tremendous power. So the question is, are you at peace? And if not, I'd suggest you're out of alignment somewhere in your life that you need to tweak, 
You might need to jerk the reins. You may need to shift significantly, but you need to find out who you are, who you want to become, and then align to that so that you have peace. Great leaders are peaceful to the core. The third is you need to find your strengths and work on them as a leader. You know, one of my favorite books of all time is Good to Great. Many of you have probably read about that, and it talks about, about leaders. But the great leaders zero in on what their strengths are. They surround themselves with people that, have, that, that, that make their weaknesses become strong. They don't spend a lot of time on their weaknesses. They spend their time on their strengths. And if you think about leaders, leaders create growth. They create growth in their own lives, and they create growth in, lives, in the lives of people around them. And when your, your growth rate picks up when you start engaging yourself more fully, because here's the deal, using your talents to a greater degree doesn't use them up. Your personal resources actually multiply the more you use them. It's the law of increasing returns. The more you use them, the more your talents and your personal resources will multiple, multiply. And you know, this is Jeff Hill, okay? But I believe that we all come into this world with talents and strengths. Call them God-given talents, God-given strengths, whatever you want from a higher being. I believe you've, you've come with those. But you must use them. You can't disregard them. And you have to focus on what you you, you have to focus on what you have, not what you wish you could have. And yes, that's not saying don't develop, don't get, get, you know, become better. But to the extent we fail to use our talents, um, the gods take them away. We lose what we don't use. You've all heard the term, you have to spend money to make money. Okay? The principle is the same. You have to use muscle to make muscle. You have to plant seeds to grow seeds. There's a biblical parable, and this isn't a religious deal of the talents, but it reveals the natural dynamics that works. It's a principle and philosophy of growth, of you know, the parable of the talents that screams out, you have to use your strengths. And the more you use your strengths, the more you will obtain. You have to use them. You have to invest in them. And let me even suggest to you on this call, once you identify what your strengths are, you have to spend to those, to invest in them, to put to good use. You know, I, the, if you were to look at one of your strengths and say, what is it, and identify, I would then look and say, how can I develop that? How can I set aside $100, $200, $500 to invest and grow that specific strength? Yes, it has to relate to your ability to grow your beach body business if that's what you're focused on, but you need to focus on your strengths, not on your weaknesses. The best that your weaknesses will ever become are non-weaknesses. They'll become mediocre. So if you strive for perfection you know, in the process, you may, you'll never become perfect, but you can achieve excellence. So great leaders focus on what their strengths are, and they invest in what they are. If you want to become a great leader, discover your strength and invest in them. If you don't know what they are, get with people that you trust and ask them. Do a little bit of 360-degree feedback and, and have them say, what do I do well? What do you see my unique abilities are? What are my unique skill sets? And then draw a line between that and your beach body business. You know, one of the great concepts in this good to great book is the hedgehog concept. And it's this great companies are those that have figured out what they can become very best at. 
And then the, the second element is what they have tremendous passion about. And the third is that it drives their economic engine. And I think that applies to you as you look at your, at your leadership ability and what you become, can become great at. Find out what you're the best in the world at. You've got these abilities. Okay. Second, hopefully you have tremendous passion about those, so you invest them. And then in third, hopefully you can apply those to your beach body business and your leadership quotient there so that it will drive your business. Focus on your strengths. Okay, moving quickly here. Number four, as a leader, this one may catch you off guard. As a leader, you need to have an attitude of gratitude. Great leaders are thankful. Great leaders recognize the attributes of other people around them. Great leaders are grateful for those that have strengths that they don't have, and they take time to recognize the other ones. Remember this. In this business, you are the steward. You are the carekeeper of other people's dreams. People are looking at you as a leader to help them, to help grow their dreams. And that's such an important piece. You are a provider of hope. And I've heard this quote before. I love it. Never deprive anyone of hope because it may be all they have. And the cool thing about what we do at Beachbody is that it's not hope that we offer without a solution. We provide real solutions that create real results. And so when we consider ourselves to be providers of hope, it's not empty. It's real because we provide real solutions and we can we can deliver results. And as a leader, you should be grateful that you're in a position to impact others' lives for good, for good things, and even for greatness in their lives. That's what your role is as a leader, to help create other leaders, to leave a legacy. And if you become grateful for that, I believe that people, again, are drawn to that and want to be part of who you are as you recognize other people around you and that you're grateful that you have um, this opportunity to share because there's an authenticity um, that, that come from that. Again, uh, the Good to Great book, Level 5 Leaders, it's interesting. They talk about most of these great leaders. They weren't the charismatic. They weren't the lone warriors. They weren't these just raw, sheer powerhouses that were ego-driven, but they were these humble people that were outwardly focused. When something good happened, they pointed the finger outward to people who had made it happen for them. And make no mistake, though, that that humility and that gratefulness never diminished in any way their fierce drive that created um, something, something great. Number five, leaders have and create reasons to believe. I love this thought that we are not human beings, but we're human becomings. So as a leader, you need to stop. Sometimes if you're like me, it feels like it's never stop. You're go, 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 go. You've got a family. You've got kids. I have grandkids. I have callings in the community and the church things. Uh, I have a bit of job here that keeps me on the road and going. Um, but you know what? My richest moments are when I stop and consider, am I on track? And this is part of that peaceful thing of who am I becoming? Here's the reality, guys, ladies, gentlemen. Every day you get to get up, to get out of bed and choose you get to choose who you will become.
come. And with that, you've got to constantly be asking yourselves these types of questions. Who am I around? What have they got me doing? What are they doing to me? What have they got me reading? What have they got me saying? Where have they got me going? What do they have me thinking? And most importantly, what do they have me becoming? What kind of person am I becoming because of all these other pieces? And then the big, big question that you've got to be truthful about, that moment of truth, is, is that okay? Am I becoming who I want to become. And if you're not, then you've got to course correct. And you may need to choose to be around different people, reading different books, saying different things, going a different direction, think differently. You've got to course correct if you're not becoming who you want to become as a leader. The great leaders know who they're becoming. And never forget this element of you get to choose. You know, there's a piece, um, a book that some of you are probably familiar, many, many of you may be familiar with this book, uh, that talks about the power of choice. It's from Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. And those of you who might know who he is, he was interred in a prison camp uh, in World War II. He was a Jewish psychologist uh, who, who was exposed to and suffered every kind of indignity known to mankind. Uh, but he speaks about the power of choice. And I, I, I pulled this quote, and if you'll just bear with me for a minute, I want to I read this to you. He says this, The one thing you can't take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me. The last of one's freedoms is to choose one's attitude in any given circumstance. We who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man but one thing. The last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstance to choose one's own way. It did not really matter what we expected from life, but rather what life expected from us. We needed to stop asking about the meaning of life and instead to think of ourselves as those who were being questioned by life, daily and hourly. Our answer must consist not in talk and meditation, but in right action and in right conduct. Life ultimately means taking the responsibility to find the right answer to its problems and to fill the task which it constantly sets for each individual. Between stimulus and response, there's a space. And listen to this, leaders. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. End of quote. Let me say that one more time. Between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is your power to choose your response. And in your response lies your growth and your freedom. End of quote. Every single day you get to choose. And as a leader, my challenge and my question to you is, are you exercising your right to choose? And are you choosing wisely? Are you choosing your attitude wisely? You're choosing your reactions, your responses to everything that happens around you, around you. Do you have a victim mentality or are you proactive in what you're choosing to do? Because you and only you 
and nobody can take this away from you unless you choose to give it up. You have that power to choose who you want to become. You are a human becoming, and leaders continue to become something greater and better every single day. That drives them. So leaders, five things to focus on. You need to recognize and manage your fears. You need to create a peaceful core. You need to find your strengths and invest in them and work on them. You need to have an attitude of gratitude and reasons to believe, meaning who are you choosing to become? You want to be a great leader? I'd suggest to you, because I heard this from a man that I consider to be uh, a pretty great leader, because he has created the results to do so. Um, to, to demonstrate that he's become a great leader. And I thought these were some things that I really wanted to share with you. Now, I just want to share a couple of quotes as we end, and then, Jeff, I'm happy to open this up for questions or any thoughts or comments. But as I was at this conference, I also took some, you know, we had probably 20, 30 different speakers. Um, and I'm a quote type of a guy. I love quotes. But there were a few that just kind of stood out to me, and so I, I put down um, a couple of these that, that jumped out. So let me just talk about maybe 10 of these quickly. Integrity. Sometimes in life you are prouder of what you didn't do than what you did do. The principle of legacy. Leave everyone who joins you better than you found them. Your story. Your word-of-mouth story has to be worth talking about beyond the bonuses and all the rewards. What I love about some of these quotes, there's a sermon, if you will, in each one of them. But your word-of-mouth story has to be worth talking about beyond the bonuses and all the rewards. Values. I love this one. Do not sponsor unpleasant and dishonest people. As you look at your business, you have to surround yourself with people you want to do business with, people whose lives you want to touch. If they're unpleasant, they're dishonest, you don't want them in your business. They're going to just they're just going to suck life and the goodness out of who you want to become. So just say, you know what, I'm going to pass on this one. Humility. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. What is wrong is not making it right. Growth. What was good enough to get you where you are is not good enough to keep you there or to take you to the next level. When you're through changing, you're through. Attitude. Anytime you're more concerned with your comfort than your calling, misery is imminent. It means if you don't love what you're doing, if you find misery in this and you're more concerned about that than what you're achieving, then maybe you need to reconsider what you're doing. Remember this about service, our fruit on, on other people's trees. I love that because, you know, what we, what we reap is what really is happening with other people, and we're the beneficiaries of what they're doing, and never forget that. Here's just a sick and wrong one, and I thought this is so true. 60% of couples sleep closer to their personal, their, their PDA than their spouse. And I think that's an under-report, underreported number, but I laughed about that because I thought this morning as I rolled over to grab not my wife but my phone, I thought, sick and wrong. And my wife did the same thing. But she loves me and I love her, right? Um, rewards require dirty work. In the absence of cattle, the barns are clean. In other words, you know what? You've got to get your hands dirty. You've got to get some muck on your feet. And if there's no muck around, it means work's not being done and you're probably not getting results. And just the last couple of these, stay grounded. 
never compromise your core beliefs. And just perspective, live rich, don't necessarily get rich. We want everyone to prosper, but that doesn't mean you have to have just oodles and oodles of money, but you can live rich by what, by what you're doing. Let me just say this, leaders. Um, we're doing something great here at Team Beachbody. We're doing something unique. We're doing something very special. And it's not easy, but it can be very rewarding. And you can choose to be part of it. And the question is, how big of a part do you want to play? So hopefully some of these little thoughts, deep thoughts from Jeff Hill have been hopeful. Hopefully as you look at your leadership quotient that I've given you something to say, you know what, I'm going to raise the bar. I want to get better. Um, I'm going to focus on one or two of these things, and I am going to change some lives, and I'm going to start with my, with my own lives. So Jeff, Jason, with that, if you've got, you can say, okay, enough of that. Give me some more sneaks behind the curtain. I'm happy to answer any questions. You can say, hey, the voice is on. Let's go watch that bad boy. Oh, no, we're not watching the voice. We got, uh, we got some, some gold, golden nuggets here. And I know just taking some notes feverishly, we got a, a flurry of people posting comments on the event page, Jeff, that they can't keep up with all your great points here. But just some things that, for me, that really hit home because these are things that, that I try to um, incorporate in my, in my team Beachbody coaching business every single day. The thing that you said about um, you, know, um, you basically kind of become that group of people that you surround you with, and you've got to be careful about who you surround you with and who do you want to become. That's something that really hits home with me because I've always believed um, that you are the sum average of the group of people that you spend the most time with. And what that is for me today versus what it was for me five to six years ago before I found this blessing in Team Beachbody is drastically different, and my life has changed so much because of it. So what Jeff talks about there, guys, is so truthful. Um, and then there were some things that hit home in a negative way for me too, Jeff. You talked about sometimes we reach for our devices more than we reach for our spouse. I learned the hard way with Denise Needham at the Franklin Covey class um, last month that, you know, that to a certain degree I have been ruled by my technology and I'm making steps, taking strides to correct that. Um, technology is a great, great thing and it's something that has helped me build my business and something that Team Beachbody really relies on. But there is a point where you have to be able to manage that. So I so agree with that, um, putting it away now for family time and realizing where its, its value is and where its worth is. It's, it's, it's so important. Um, and then integrity. I know that Jason will say that I speak about this all the time, and I do with every one of my new coaches that come on board. Um, it's actually part of our mission statement on our Team Sparty page. But integrity is not like a cult that you can take on and off. It's something that you either wear all the time or you don't, and I've always believed that. So I was really happy to hear you talk about that a little bit. Um, Jason, your thoughts? We've lost him. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, I was on mute there. Um, wow, wow, Jeff, you've been holding back at some of these events. Like, you're mm-hmm. a professional, awesome speaker there, and that was all great, great motivating stuff. Uh, like Jeff, too. Jeff Armbruster, we have a lot of Jeffs here. Um, I was really moved by it. And the one thing I felt is like when Jeff Hill talks about integrity, it's like you feel it. You know, I got chills because his life is all about it and he really exemplifies that. You know, whenever he comes out to Michigan or any other events, like just a great guy to be around. But, you know, it was always a class act and thinking that first. And I love all the points. You know, we're all hard on ourselves. So, you know, take it a little, take it easy. We're comparing ourselves with. You know, other people's best. You know, they only display their best stuff. They don't display all the failures. And it's like we're always trying to com- 
prepare ourselves to their best, you know, and we can make failures too, but that's what makes us grow. Um, inner peace, you know, I think I've, I've really experienced that myself a lot. Um, um, kind of early in my career, it's like everybody was just really open to me. And it's because I was peaceful. Like I had no bills, no worries, and, and like, it's like just seems like doors open to me. So it was really, really interesting to hear that. And, you know, I'm doing the reset right now, and I think one thing that people said when they do the reset is, like, they get this overwhelming feeling of peace and calm, and, you know, that, that's really what Jeff's talking about, you know, and I see that in him, I see that in his eyes, and right now I'm re-experiencing that with the reset. So, you know, if that's something that people on the call have been struggling with, you know, I would like to test a lot of times that has to do with, like, the caffeine up in the morning and the alcohol down in the evening, and, you know, being on that roller coaster kind of keeps you away from some of that peace. So maybe the reset is a good thing for you to try right now. Um, enhance your strengths. You know, I agree with that. I've heard both sides of the story. It's like we can make the biggest gains with um, our, our weaknesses or we can rise to exceptional levels with our strengths. And uh, I, I tend to agree with what Jeff's saying because, you know, behind every leader is a very strong team. And so you focus on the things that you're doing best and, and guide that team and then hire people and, and work with other people that can complement you. So I like that too. Um, attitude of gratitude. Wow, I just smile and feel overwhelmed whenever I think about gratitude. You know, Jeff Armbruster always comes up whenever that word comes to my mind. But uh, whenever you do that, you get these chills, you know, and you're always coming from a great place. And I think that's one of the things when, whenever you're feeling any emotion, if you just focus back on, like, what is the gift in this moment, you can move towards gratitude and shift your whole um, persona. And really, I think that comes down to the last thing I want to say is that, um, you know, I am, Jeff talked about, trying to hang around with good people and hopefully they were bringing you to the place that you want to become. But really the most powerful words that we can say to ourselves is, is I am. And, you know, it's kind of the fake it till you make it thing. But whenever you, like, wake up in the morning and, and start with the list of things that you are, you know, I am strong, I am confident, I am proud, I am successful, I am wealthy, you know, whatever that is, then your subconscious believes it. And then everything else that you encounter in the day your subconscious is reaching out for it. So I really, really appreciate everything you said. Jeff is talking about some really, really high-level stuff, and I think we're really amazing uh, and lucky and fortunate to have him on our team because, you know, after hearing him tonight, he could be on the professional speaking tour, and he's been holding Hardly. back at some of these. You've been holding back at some of these events just talking about yeah. Topher and sometimes corn, but you've got a lot of wisdom there, so I really appreciate being on the call. Yeah, can I make can I make one last point, um, if if that's okay? It, here's here's the here's the bottom line on all of this. As as you look at these pieces, when you talk about leadership, you know, at the end of the day, what leadership is about is is about creating results. Jeff and and Jason have heard me say this a number of times. I, the, the best definition of leadership for me is leadership is creating results in a way that inspires trust. At the end of the day, you think of any leader you know. They are an individual that creates results. So when we talk about these pieces we're talking about, I'm just not talking about character. I'm not just talking about integrity. These are pieces that will enable you to create real results in your business. Those are the things that can help drive exponential um, results in your business. And yes, you have to become extremely competent in the blocking and tackling, in the fundamentals, in all of the essentials that, you know, those boring fundamentals of the business. You have to become an expert in those. But these other pieces, 
these other pieces we've talked about are the pieces that create trust and I believe will move a business from good to great in your business. So even though this may sound a little bit soft, there ain't nothing soft about it because it's hard, it's challenging, and it's connected to creating real results um, in your business. So um, that's, a, you know, <laughs> that's a lesson for another day. But um, anyway, I, I appreciate you guys letting me, letting me rant and rave for a minute or two, guys. Um, hey, not a problem, Jeff. There's a few questions if you've got a couple seconds here. i um, got all the time in the world. Yep, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm categorizing them here, but I want to stay, stay on this leadership topic and, you know, right. development topic. And several people are asking, you know, what are, what are Jeff Hill's great recommendations for books and what is Jeff Hill reading right now? Okay, I'm reading, I, I, you know, I quoted one of the books that I, that I absolutely love. Um, and, and you have to kind of put on a different mindset, good to, good to great is a book about companies that have, that have moved from mediocrity or from, from good you know, to greatness. But it's not, although it's a book about companies, it's not a book about companies. It's a book about humans. It's a book about individuals and people and the principles behind that that apply to becoming great in their book. So it looks like a longer book than it is. The last half of the book is all of the science and everything. But if you'll take time to read that book, um, and and pull out the principles behind that, um, I think there is a wealth. This idea of the hedgehog concept about what do I have passion about? What can I be best in the world about? Um, does it drink an economic engine? These are principles that apply to people. So that's a, that's a you know, to me, that's a great book. I'm reading, the book I'm reading right now is it's Who, kind who's of... Who's the author of Good to Great, Jeff? It's Jim Collins. And he's, he's, he's written a n- number of books, uh, Good to Great, Built to Last, The Wisdom of Teams, um, Why the Great Fall, Why the Mighty Fall. And all of his are mostly about organizations. But, but remember, organizations are made up of people. Okay? They're just made up of people and people leading those organizations. Um, but Good to Great is one that um, is, is kind of one of my Bibles, if you will, that I go back to. And when I read it, I go, okay, this grounds me. Okay. Um, another book that I'm reading right now in the middle of, I recommend it, is, is it's a Malcolm Gladwell, the guy that wrote Tipping Point, um, you know, Outliers. It's called David and Goliath, and it's about um, the, you know, the, the tagline on it is underdogs, misfits, and the art of battling giants. And uh, there's great stories in here that illustrate how the, you know, again, how people overcome and what they do uh, to, to use disadvantages to their advantage in taking on the giants in life and, and you did all sorts of different stories, people with dyslexia that become phenomenal. And again, it's this concept of David and Goliath. When he starts out, he tells the story of, of you know, when you really know the story of David and Goliath, you go, Goliath didn't have a chance. He should have run when he saw David. Um, because he used the talents and skill sets and the tools that were uniquely his, his strengths to take down a giant that wanted to battle somebody with similar types of strength. He leveraged against them. So that's, you know, that's a, a, a great one. And then I think, you know, always, you know, the Maxwell things are, are you know, are great ones. I, I'm a Stephen Covey, uh, you know, guy, so um, it, I, I think it's a hard read, honestly, but Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, there's there's some real profound wisdom from a leadership standpoint in, in some of his books as well. So anyway, 
um, those are two that I would point to is, is Goliath, David and Goliath, and, and the, uh, the Good to Great right now is what I'm, I'm reading. And, and it happens to be the same book Carl's reading. We've been comparing notes as we've read. Awesome. And is there any, anything out there, Jeff, um, Jennifer wants to know, that would help one, one figure out what their strengths are? Is there any type of book or any, anything that you can think of that would allow someone you to know, do You know, Jennifer, if you want to message me, just, just you know, private message me, um, I'm, I'm actually at my office still, and I'm looking at my book, I'm looking at my book um, shelf here. And I, could, I, could, I can't see it right now, but there's a couple of books out there about, you know, di- discovering, you know di- discovering your strengths. I think a key piece is um, I did this. I had a little group that I called the Hill Climbers, and I'm probably going to do it again this, this spring. So if some of you would like to maybe jump on that, I kind of limit the group. But, but um, I did a fun exercise that, was, that I found of incredible value to me a number of years ago where I went through a process of really figuring out what my core values were. And as I figured out what those core values were, um, it really started to align my thinking uh, where I wanted to go and then what my strengths were with that. And it helped me also identify really what my strengths were. And I went through, you know, all these, you know, 150 value words and got it down to, to, um, to really down to, believe it or not, down to two core value words for me that everything kind of fell into but that also helped me really drive my strength and i'd be jennifer i'd be happy to talk to you i'd happy to be able to find this other book and point you in that you know in that direction but in the meantime in the meantime i mean if you just even google discover your strength i know there's a book out there i think called discover your strength one of the things i would do right out of the shoot i'd find people two or three people that you trust um, that can deliver the message in the right way to you and just say you know as you consider jennifer you consider jeff what do you see that I do well? And um, don't say, what do I do lousy? What do I suck at? But what do I do well? And as you start to ask three or four people, you're going to see some of these areas you know, overlap each other, and it's going to start getting clear to you. Because um, I, I'll just say this again. I'm a huge believer. One of the reasons I believe you focus on your strengths is because I believe – you've come into this world with some of those strengths. And I think you have an obligation to develop those and to hone those. And part of the journey of leaders is to figure out those strengths. So that, that's part of the leadership journey. But anyway, Jennifer, I'd be happy to, to help you out uh, one-on-one with that. Awesome. Um, and then final PD question here before we get into just a couple questions about, you know, um, some of the – the the let's call it teambeachbody.com yep. stuff um what would be one book jeff if you if you were to recommend for a brand new coach to put them in the right mindset for what we do here at beachbody you know i this this is going to sound I, you guys have probably already used this um you know book but again you know I, I don't know if i could go one but i think the compound effect is just it, it's a powerful book because it's it really it drives home the the idea that I'm going to if I can have permission to do two I'm going to do two, but the compound effect it just drives home that idea of you do the small simple things over and over and over again and that will over time produce significant results. And so if you can get that in your mind, if you know I mean it's it's you know this it's the idea of compounding. You know, compounding interest. If you could take that concept and and embed it into your thinking of, 
I'm developing this skill set, or I'm inviting, I'm inviting, and day by day over seven years, that is going to produce a six-figure, significant six-figure income. Every one of us would do that. Every one of you on this call, my guess, would do that. And I know it can happen because it's happened time and time again. But, that's a, but, but I think that's a great book, and you've probably read it. The other one, <clears throat> honestly, is this Eric War, you know, Go Pro. And the thing that I like about that is I think it's very fundamental. I think it's good in a lot of ways. Um, uh, he, the thing that I like about that book is this, is that because I am a huge believer in the power of making decisions, okay, because we, it, it's not this it, get rid of the hope from the standpoint of hope's important, but as you're making, you're making decisions to move your business forward, once you decide and commit, everything else goes away. And one of the pieces that he, makes, he, he, he talks about is, is make the decision to learn the skill sets necessary to become a professional in this industry. One of the skill sets is, for example, is the ability to build relationships, to learn how to invite, okay? people have you become an expert in that area and you to earn a six-figure income or eighty thousand dollars or sixty thousand dollars you have to make those decisions um, and so I love that concept uh, that that's powerful in that book because he does a good job of saying here's what you're going to encounter here's what you're going to see you know are you going to be a hobbyist are you going to be a pretend to person or are you going to become a professional so I think those are two fundamental books that can get you started well um, in this business, and then you know, but but digest what's in there, glean glean the pieces that really resonate with you, and then tattoo those somewhere, you know, so that it's it's emblazoned in your mind. So, no rocket science there, but I think those are pretty darn good books. Awesome, awesome. Okay, switching gears a little bit, um, some housekeeping questions, Team Beachbody. Um, any, anything you can offer us? I know you and I talked about this the other day. A lot of people are posting. Is there anything that you can share at all regarding Black Friday? Oh, there is so much I could share. So let me, let me, let me just be coy on that one. Okay. okay? Uh, is there, there's, a, my, there's a Friday following Thursday. <laughs> um, there will be a Black Friday. Let me just put it that way. There will be a Black Friday, and, uh, and, and there will be a little bit more announced about that on this upcoming wake-up call on awesome. Monday morning. Awesome. We can leave it so at that. From the, standpoint, from the standpoint of what and everything, you're going to have to wait and see, but, um, um, but um, there will be one. Awesome. We'll leave it at that. Um, another no, uh, no, uh, Christy wants to know, where is Beachbody stands and where are we at with video streaming some of our workouts to compete with some other competitors out there? Yeah, that's uh, Christy. That's a it's a great question. It's one that get asked often. It's a it's a we um, say where do we stand? Obviously, if it's something we're pursuing all the time and trying to from a the biggest issue, as you can appreciate, is security and pirating. <clears throat> we lose hundreds of millions of dollars a year with pirate uh, pirated um, you know videos that pe that people have. I just saw Jeff and Jason. You probably saw these posts on the wall the other the other day. Well, Jason, was it you talking about in Dubai at the Nike store? You, you could buy P90X, and who was who? I don't know who it was that was saying that. Maybe I thought it was Jason. But I think it yeah, might yeah, Jeff. Uh, it is. We have a coach on the team who's over there uh, working as a personal trainer, and she was just amazed. She was at the Nike store and saw every product that we had. So, 
It's been, I, I talked to Gelfand about it, you know, and it's and it's pirated. You know, he says it's got to be pirated because uh, they're not licensed to they're not licensed to sell that from us. So it's a big issue. So have we got our if we got our if we got everything um, um, dialed in right now? We know. I think maybe the best way to answer that question. We know the world is digital. We know the world is driven by PDAs, by your, you know, by your, by your phones. And so there's tremendous effort, tremendous investment in, in trying to make that work in a way that, is, that, we can, that, we can, that we can protect. And we have to protect that, obviously, for your future, you know, so that we have something that <coughs> isn't, you know, isn't taken away. I mean, for, for Beachbody's future, for Coach's future as well, so that it's not pirated away. So, um, you know, kind of a vague answer other than we know we're working on it, uh, moving in that direction, trying to do it the right way so that we, you know, it's, it's the goose, it's the story of the goose and the, and the, and the golden egg. We're, we're trying to protect the goose that is laying the golden eggs and do it the right way. So that's awesome. always the balance. Any, you know, and with, with that, everybody, it's just like, um, yeah, sometimes you could copy a DVD, but nobody can copy the Shakeology, nobody can copy the supplements, and that's where the most volume comes from. And so the, money- the most important, yeah, most important thing that you get from a Beachbody coach is that connection and that involvement one-on-one. So when we focus on not what they can download and focus on what we give as individuals, that's when we build value, and, and I think really that's the best way to go. Absolutely. A um, few people are asking about T25 and Delta. Is there any word on that? Say that again, T25? And Delta. I think there's a, a, a um, rumor slash um, interest in is there something going on with like a phase four of T25 Delta? It seems to be going around the net a little bit. Oh, you know, there's always let – me, let me answer that this way. We never, Carl never talks about product development. I mean, he, you know, he'll kind of hint a little bit about it. Um, but as you know, just like there was a P90X, X2, X3, Insanity, Asylum, T25, uh, there are, you know, we're always looking at, you know, to stay, <clears throat> you know, to stay ahead of the curve, you know, on that. So, so no, no specific answers on that. But, but I mean, if you just, if you just think logically, you'd, you'd have to surmise that, yeah, I mean, these guys are probably, um, you know, looking, but there's, but no time frames. Uh, I'm always developing something. So um, that's a, you know, kind of a vague, just saying, y- y- it's got to work, right? Anything yep, that we're absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And if it's one thing so, I've learned in the last five years here at Beachbody is that um, everything that I have thought would come out has come out. So if it's been a successful program, you can guarantee that they're going to be looking at new ways to continue with that success and, and, and even, you know, build from that. So. And it's a matter, and it's always a matter. Here's 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 our business, is that Carl is a tester on these things, and a retester, and a retester to get it, you know, to get it right. And 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 most people on this call, certainly Jason and Jeff, have seen that there have been product lines that have been launched, and and some have been very marginal. You know, that we we think they're great, and sometimes what'll happen is, you know, you get it on uh, you get it on TV, which creates tremendous brand awareness out there, and it just doesn't you know, get tremendous, you know, tremendous, tremendous traction. And they, then they tweak it, they overhaul it, they different, you know, this and different that. And um, sometimes it just doesn't work. So not everything, you know, is a, is a home run. X, X2 wasn't, you know, wasn't, uh, you know, a home run. It's good, but it wasn't, but it, but it wasn't great. And so you tune it up and you keep going with, you know, with new things. So it's, it, it just, you know, 
and until it's right, you know, until Carl feels like he's got that dialed into the sweet spot, it won't be, you know, it won't be launched. And it takes a lot of work to get there. But the, but the pipe. But let me also say this uh, is is there is a pipeline of product that is always being developed, and you should you should know that it's not like we're scratching our heads right now going. Oh no! What's next? What's next? Uh, you know, we have many iron that we're all fire that we're always rotating and looking at and 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 pulling out and developing. Awesome. Uh, one final TBB question, and we're going to keep this to our hour because we want to respect Jeff's time and everybody else's. Anything you can offer on the future of Shakeology? Any any plans um, that you know of to develop maybe a raw bar, beach body wise, as far as Shakeology? Anything you can say on that? No, I really can't say much on that. We will continue, you know, just other than, you know, we're going to continue to, you know, we're going to continue to sell Shakeology. How's that? Um, and, and, and look at opportunities. Um, you know, right now, uh, you know, bars aren't on the, on the near, I'll just say this, bars aren't on the, on the near horizon. I think there, there could be a demand for that, but it's not on the, it's on the radar screen, but not, but not tight, if you will, on the radar screen. <coughs> so... That's as, that's as far as I'll go on that. That sounds good. That sounds good. Jason, any uh, anything else you want to do before we close? Jason's talking to mute again. Yeah, sorry, guys. I'm just keeping it mute because I'm in a noisy environment. But, uh, no, I just thank Jeff so much. And, I, you know, he's always been a stand-up guy. Whenever you get a new member of the executive team, you're always a little leery about him. And Jeff, you know, proves himself over and over um, so many times. So, um, I really appreciate uh, being on the call and contributing as much as you do every day. Um, I did have one question, but I've already forgot it. So just thanks a lot, Jeff. You know what, my, my, my pleasure anytime. And, I, you know, I'll just, I, just kind of my final hurrah on this thing. I, I want you guys to know I love what we do. Um, I'm, proud to be, I'm proud to be part of Beachbody. You guys, Jason and Jeff know this. I talk about my kids all the time. You know what, my, I love that. Um, I, my kids are part of the, you know, I mean, obviously, they're the most important thing in the world to me. But, <clears throat> you know, my kids are proud that their dad works for Beachbody. And they know that it's real, and um, they think it's the coolest thing in the whole world. And I l love it because I work with great people. I work with great people like you. We are making a real difference. I work with a guy like Carl Deichler that I think is <coughs> seriously – <clears throat> one of the most gifted and talented messengers, if you will, in the entire world. Um, and he is focused. He is uncompromising from a quality standpoint. And, um, I, you know, when you, when I, a guy like me gets to have a chance to be in an environment like that, you know, kind of just kind of feel like it's a little bit of heaven. And they're paying me to do it. So uh, I feel when I talk about the attitude of gratitude, I'm pretty grateful that um, I get to rub shoulders with people like you and have friends like, with people like you and get to be a small part of something that's, I think, making a big difference in the world. You know, and that's one of the great things about Beachbody is that, you know, um, Jason and I can invite someone like Jeff Hill, Senior Vice President here for, you know, for, for Beachbody, and on a whim, on a, on a, on a quick um, invite that is, and boom, we have them on here. That's just the kind of company we are. We're very um, family-oriented. We've had Carl Deichler on this call, you know, and that just doesn't happen in other places. It just doesn't happen. That tells you guys how much they care for us, 
how much they want us to succeed, and how close they want to be to this. Um, I see it every event that I go to, from summit to leadership, um, and I see it every Monday on the national coach call, and I see it anywhere that there's a corporate presence. And, um, you know, there's, there's this thing that they have, the CAB. It's the Coach Advisory Board, and not a lot of people know about it, but it's just so cool to know that there's something out there where the corporate leadership wants to work with us. And that, that, that's amazing to me, and it's special to me, because that's just the kind of company we are. So I, I, I thank you, Jeff, for, um, you know, basically in a microcosm being Beachbody here for us tonight and really appreciate you speaking. Uh, absolutely my pleasure. Anytime. You guys have a phenomenal Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to, you know, Facebook, you know, just send me a personal message and I'll do my best to get back to you. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Okay, guys. Thank you. Take care. Guys, just a few last-minute housekeeping items or just a couple things. We will not be having a call next week. Um, because of the Thanksgiving holiday being next Thursday. But please, guys, um, don't unplug sometime during the week just because you're not having a call and you have 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Go to teamleadershipcalls.com if you're at your computer at your desk at work and can put some earphones in. Find a call you haven't listened to and listen to it. A lot of people don't know that um, Jason and I, through the help of our um, uh, coach, Steve Ness, have put up all of our calls on iTunes. There are podcasts available for you to download if you don't have access to the Internet, maybe at work and or anywhere else, but you can, you're allowed to listen to music or whatever. So podcasts can be downloaded to your Droid, to your iPhone, to your mobile device, and you can listen to it without the need of the Internet. So whether it's our podcasts or whether it's Team Leadership Calls with an S, teamleadershipcalls.com, every one of our calls is out there. So find time sometime this week and listen to one, two, three. Challenge yourself to listen to as many as you can because there won't be a call this Thursday. Please take the time Thursday, unplug, spend time with your family. You know, we do this business so we can be with our family more. We do this business so we can give our family more. We do this business so we can give back to others, and that's what Thursday is about. Thanksgiving is about spending it with family. But come Friday, you just heard it from Jeff. There's a Friday after Thanksgiving. There's going to be Black Friday specials, and Beachbody's going to participate. That's going to be out there for you. Uh, I'll be listening to the National Coach Call so you're ready to be able to relax on Thursday because you got the word out about the Black Friday specials. So get out there and make it happen this week. Everybody have a great, great Thanksgiving, a safe Thanksgiving if you're traveling. Um, Jason, any final words? wonder if we might have lost Jason. I'll wrap it up, guys. You guys have a great, great Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us. And everybody, we will talk to you the Thursday after Thanksgiving, first Thursday of December. Everybody have a great, great night. Thanks, all.